Hello, you beautiful legends, and welcome to this cringe introduction to episode 525 of Bloomed Force Healing. Oh, Julian is already panicking because <laughs> there's some uh, weird uh, insects uh, already uh, appearing. They look like mosquitoes, but I don't think they are. They are so... The, I will sound racist, of course I am not, but they are like a black mosquitoes. Huh? And they are, they are totally black, literally. <laughs> if we find them, I will, I will uh, film them, so okay, uh, my words are not empty, but you'll actually be able to see them. I don't know, they are very specific and I only seen them here. That's why I don't like walking here. So I don't know what type of insect it is. Anyway. So, as promised, uh, already, here we are in the Glenvey Valley and Glenvey National Park. We barely made it to get some uh, snack before our hike. Well, you did. Yeah, Julian didn't, but Julian had a solid breakfast before he went playing football so he needs to survive on whatever he has in his stomach but yeah we were we were afraid that we won't make it <laughs> and uh, i have difficulty of recording anything because this guy is panicking and waving like crazy Oh, you may be able to see, maybe not. Oh, yeah, yeah, I can film it. It's here. It's totally black in color. There's plenty of them. Uh, they look a little bit like mosquitoes, and uh, but they don't bite, which is crazy. Either they they are not mosquitoes, or they are something else, or they are actually mosquitoes and it's a weird cycle that they don't feed on human blood i don't know i'm not particularly an expert in this area so we can see beautiful uh, weather it's that anomalous weather that i mentioned in a previous post where we have a very lovely sunny weather uh, it's not super warm but because the sun is shining it is actually very pleasant and despite the temperatures being in i would say higher tens so well higher 10 <laughs> uh, about eight to nine degrees maybe 10 degrees celsius the the higher you go, obviously it's it's colder and there is still snow on top of Erigal and Mukish. I ca we can't see it from now uh, or from here, but I'll try to add some short footage, maybe at the end, if we will be passing by and we can see it so I can film it properly. But both Mukish and Erigal 
our covert at the top with the snow and blue stack mountains as well so it's quite cool uh, i was planning to go and climb some of this but you know life gets in the way and my plans didn't pan out this is quite an interesting view so a lot of water is coming down the mountains they are filtered by the moss and they end up in the streams here and obviously they feed that lovely Glenvey Lake or Glenvey Loch here you can see it's a very rocky type of glacier lake that probably is very very old and I'd love to go there and climb that wall. Uh, of course, a lot of preparation and reconnaissance is needed to get there, but I might be able to do it this year or next year. In the meantime, this is the first segment. I'll keep recording shortly when we get closer, maybe to the waterfall, I don't know. We'll see, when something interesting pops up, I'll record it. So we decided to turn around, uh, mainly because Julian's legs are not helping. He had the training today, so I guess he's tired enough. So this is the gate that I was mentioning before. It leads somewhere, I think there is like a little path in between the woodland so I want to explore it myself but as you can see this beautiful waterfall well waterfall it is kind of waterfall it goes down and there is a a slight beach down there uh, and the sound at the end of this uh, stream that uh, kind of the sediment that you know collected uh, at the shore at the lake shore and it creates like a, an amazing beach I might actually drop a picture or two or maybe I think I put the short segment of a video in uh, in our previous visit to uh, Glenvey but yeah this place is just amazing of course these fences are making it a bit less raw but I know that these fences have have a purpose I think to keep not only people away from climbing those fairly dangerous at times mossy and rocky areas but also from uh, animals especially deer to uh, you know coming onto the trail or the path and from you know interacting with humans I think I don't know what was the actual reasoning behind it I thought that maybe because deer especially Sika deer 
uh, that is uh, its population exploded in Ireland in recent years is dangerous for uh, for different species of trees because it feeds on the bark of those trees and because of that as you know probably bark is like a skin for a tree like a skin for us and it protects it from different parasites and other fungi infections and stuff like that and obviously when deer uh, makes it uh, difficult for a tree to protect itself it starts getting sick and whole ecosystems can be affected if multiple trees start getting uh, rot or parasites or fungi infections and it spreads over and you know uh, woodlands are suffering then so it might be one of the reasons second reason is especially related to humans because deer are one of the hosts one of the hosts of black-legged ticks and it sounds scary black-legged tick it's just because it's one of the ticks that has black legs that's it because there are other ticks like in australia in the us uh, that are of brownish color or yellowish color or i think even a, a reddish type but uh, black leg tick is most popular and the tick itself is not dangerous at all it's the host that matters because tick goes through uh, i would say three main phases but sometimes it's it's divided into four so you have a nymph or sorry a larva and a larva is is a very small tick which uh, feeds on little animals and mostly lives in the litter like leaves litter and when it is fed and uh, turns into nymph there are i think two two stages of nymph that's why it's sometimes divided so then the nymphs are feeding on the bigger animals or larger animals uh, it might be uh, mice or squirrels etc and then obviously when it turns into adult tick adult ticks need bigger hosts uh, to feed on or at least maybe they don't need what their dna uh, drives them to towards the bigger hosts and that means horses deer uh, or wild boar or things like that and when they feed on these animals they get their blood with multiple different bacteria or viruses and they can transfer it to humans and it doesn't bother ticks because they have very simple i would say gastric system if you can call it they're so-called stomach is holding the blood uh, which kind of makes them grow or develop but obviously there's a bacteria in there or viruses and specifically bacteria that cause lyme disease 
and other tick-borne diseases in humans are there. And when the tick happens to land on a human being, it will travel for some time until it finds a good spot. Uh, it has ability to somehow detect the warmth of, or the close proximity of uh, small blood vessels. So when it finds the spot that it likes, it will latch and basically it will cut with its head straight into the skin until it finds the bloodstream, a uh, small vein or something like that. And it feeds on it. And it also doesn't do any damage to the human being. It actually does nothing. And sometimes, you, you, most of the times you won't be able to feel it. But when it starts feeding, uh, your body will react most of the times and it will start be start being uh, itchy so you might scratch the tick and either destroy it or break it up so the whatever blood it fed before it might release to your uh, uh, you know irritated area where you might have uh, damaged skin so the bacteria might get to your bloodstream uh, but the tick itself only buries its head when it feeds on you. So the rest of the tick, the whole body with whatever uh, stomach that contains blood is outside. So the key point to not risking it with a tick is to remove it as fast as possible from your skin and to make sure that you don't squeeze the body. Because if you squeeze the body or you irritate the tick in any way, it might spill or vomit the con uh, content of its stomach into your bloodstream. And that's what usually means the start of the disease if it has that particular bacteria in their system. Because it's not like every tick has bacteria in their system, probably. Not many have, statistically, but problem is you never know. So it's crucial to remove the tick before it latches. So every time you go from a high grass or forest area or anything like that, you should check yourself and remove ticks as soon as possible. Wash your hands and that's it. If it, la it is latched to your skin, then you should use like pincers and uh, grab it as close to the to the skin as possible by its kind of head or the part to not squeeze the, the body that is outside of the skin and just slowly pull it off until it releases and it will release and then just you can kill it burn it whatever you want but never ever use home remedies or methods that are suggested by certain generations of people where they burn the tick or smear it with some oil or whatever because it cuts off the oxygen so tick needs to release the problem is that if it irritates the tick it will still immediately before it releases it will first release the uh, content of its stomach to your bloodstream
So there's, you're actually increasing the risk of having a huge problem because Lyme disease and other diseases that are tick-borne sometimes are almost for life or very hard to uh, fight against. So yeah, that was enough about ticks. Look at that beautiful wall. Yeah, so we are now walking back towards the castle. Uh, we might make it to the shuttle. If we do, we will return with the shuttle uh, to the car park. If not, we have another three and a half kilometers. So I'll update you once we know if we made it or not. It seems like we didn't make it. We were about a minute after. But using that opportunity, let me show you Glenway Castle. Gosh darn it. It's a very nice building, still fairly well preserved. We are waiting for Elizabeth. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> She's having a laugh because we were running and we didn't make it. So that's it. There are still people here, so guys, uh, we'll be walking back uh, along the way. So let me stop now and record more shortly. So yes, we are walking back because we didn't make it. As I mentioned before, we didn't make it to the bus. Julian is tired. Uh, my legs got a little bit of wear as well because we were running. <laughs> we were running the last bit. Uh, yeah. And have a look at that mirror like lake. It's amazing. Elizabeth is there, Julian is there. <laughs> yes, he's weird. I'm not weird. <laughs> My <laughs> God. So... Pretend we did not just see that. <laughs> we're walking back, as I mentioned before. We didn't make it to the... to the bus. You can see the... the lake is like a... glass or like a mirror. It's amazing. And I had to re-record this one because by mistake I filmed uh, someone in the distance <laughs> having a wee-wee. <laughs> so yeah, so this is the, I guess it's, a, it's the final segment. You can see the mountain covered. Oh yeah, you can see the... Mokish, I think I can't zoom it in. So instead of keeping recording now, let us walk a bit longer. And when we see Mokish uh, in a from a better position, I will record the final segment. All right, guys. So this is Mokish. Isn't it beautiful? And that reflection in the lake, yeah. it's just amazing. And as you can see, 
there's a lot of snow at the top <laughs> and Julian <laughs> just <laughs> spills <laughs> the rest of the tea on, on himself <laughs> wow thank you so this is it for today guys thank you very much for tuning in I hope you liked the footage from Glenway and see you tomorrow don't you dare for a